Hey guys, just before we start, we want to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. was that actually i loved it hello and welcome to actually i loved it i'm katie nethercote and i am kayla hamill and um we like well love to watch bad, 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 bad movies um, and uh, pretend to love them yes. or genuinely love them. Yes, we do. Uh, define love in this sentence. Is love more like we love to be emotionally scarred? Uh, we love pain, perhaps. We love masochists. Maybe. I think you are because I think you take more joy in choosing movies for me than I do in choosing <laughs> movies for you. You get this glint in your eye. What do you mean? I, I just choose excellent films. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, the mm. soul has left your eyes right now. The soul has left. <laughs> to be fair, this week I am I am absolutely dead inside uh, <laughs> because I uh, regretfully forced us to watch the 2002 film The Master of Disguise. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about The Master of Disguise before we get into... Um, the rest of this um, debate the rest of this debate <laughs> is that what it is and, uh, we'll see. let's see let's um, see so it came out in 2002 it's directed by perry andlin blake it stars dana carvey jennifer esposito harold gould james brolin and brent spinner it was written by dana carvey and harris goldberg um, here's a little summary. So, Pistachio Disguisey is a waiter and the latest in a long line of Masters of Disguise. When his family is kidnapped, Pistachio must embrace his destiny and with the help of his assistant Jennifer and grandfather Disguisey, finally become the Master of Disguise. Sweet <laughs> baby Jesus. I've that... got... Yeah. Uh, would you like, okay. I've got, I've got two fun facts for you. Would love nothing, um, nothing more than facts. Yes. Right facts. now. That's all I want to focus we on. We love facts on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so it was nominated for a Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Award for. What? No. For favorite fart in a movie. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually. Uh, Actually, <laughs> was it your favorite fart in a movie that year, Kayla, or was there another film from two thousand and two that tickled your fancy? Oh, see, now I'm going to have to go through all yeah. those flicks in two thousand and two. It was a very good it was fart. A, it was a this. close race, I believe. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a classic category. gag. Yes. Mm. Okay, mm. continue. Um, another fact. Also, um, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about this fact, but I just felt like we had to. I had to acknowledge it. Um, so the classic and iconic scene set in the Turtle Club. Yes. Um, it was filmed on 9-11 and Dana Carvey was dressed as Pistachio Disguise as a, a turtle man um, when 
the entire crew and set found out and they observed a moment in, of, of silence before continuing. So I think it's really important when watching that scene that you remember that every Katie. extra crew member and cast Knew had it was found 9/11. out about 9-11 that day. Oh, my God. I, I'm i actually shook. Like, I've, I've got arms just thinking about that. Doesn't yeah. that, like, turn your world upside down when you're like, this is a dumb movie and he's being a turtle and it's 9-11. And it's 9-11. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, let's not spend too much time on that. I just felt like I needed to acknowledge it. Now, let's... Thank you for that punch in the guts, Katie. <laughs> you Very... are so welcome. Um, all right, let's get into some critical opinions. We always love, love to touch on a critical opinion first. All right, so... Give me those rotten tomatoes. Exactly. All right, so rotten tomatoes, we do have a score of one. Out of what? Uh, that is one percent. So oh, oh, of course. One out yeah. of a hundred. One out of a hundred. Yes, one I was out just of clarifying. A... Yep. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, so Keith Phillips from the AV Club called it uh, a film about as funny as a seeping wound. Well, let me tell you something, Keith Phillips. You have two first names as your name, so man, so nice. They named him twice. <laughs> exactly, Keith and Phillips. <laughs> Phillips. Um, Jamie Russell. I don't trust him. You don't trust him. Okay, do you trust Jamie Russell from the BBC who said, never have so many jokes clunked off the screen to such a silent audience and never has 80 minutes seemed like such an eternity. Speak for yourself. Okay, that's fair. Have, that's... You, okay, have you ever gone shopping with your parents or you're at a family gathering, a barbecue, and you're really young and your parents are like, yeah, we'll go in a minute and you're just standing there while they're having a chat with adults? <laughs> That is eternity. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm getting the feeling you're disagreeing with these uh, critics whose professional just, just, that, just, just what they claim is eternity, yeah, okay? Yeah. All right. Not I've about got... the movie. <laughs> um, so Jonathan Rosenbaum from the Chicago Reader uh, was commenting on a very specific moment right at the end of the film. So spoilers, obviously, in this podcast if you haven't seen The Master of Disguise. Um, he said... George W. Bush in the flesh would have been much funnier than this movie's impersonation. But he's not even funny. I know. <laughs> I think what? that's what he's saying. <laughs> right, okay, right. I see that. I see that. <laughs> um, again, Alan Morrison from Empire Magazine uh, said, This is, without a word of exaggeration, the worst film ever made. <laughs> well, challenge accepted, okay? <laughs> All right, before we hear your thoughts, I know obviously critics, like, they have to find faults with things. They have to pick things apart. So um, I mean, it's really it's important. It's part of their name. Yeah, it's absolutely. You have to be critical. It's really important, I think, to find out what the people think. Mm, um, tell so, me, tell me, the voice of the people. Yeah, so as always, I've gone into Rotten Tomatoes. I've looked for the reviews. Um, so Michael C would give it zero stars if that were an option. <laughs> All right, Michael. All right, what does Evan R say? Evan R says, garbage, garbage, garbage. Why did we do this to Dana Carvey? Well, you should really be asking, why did Dana Carvey do this this to to himself and to us? (laughs) Um, And then the last last review, um, which I appreciated, uh, it was the only review that this anonymous user posted on the site. So... They felt like they, they're not a common reviewer. They wanted to do this. They felt compelled. They felt compelled to write. This movie was funnier as a commercial trailer. <laughs> so, Kayla, what did you think? Um, well, <laughs> Katie, 
funny. Funny thing is, funny you should say all of those uh, reviews because actually I loved it. <laughs> actually, Katie Nethercote. I, I Hamill. <laughs> I loved. I loved it. I've written notes. I I'm so excited. I've got two columns. I've got positives. Yep. And negatives. Oh, interesting. Um, I have one column, all what? negatives. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's quite long. Okay. <laughs> there might be a tiny, tiny diamond that we find in this rough. Uh-huh. Um, Katie, well, yeah. let me go through. Okay, so you know when <laughs> you know when you're a child. I do, yeah. And, vividly. And it's good when you're a kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because as a kid, it was great because I didn't understand that I was racist. So... The movie was great when I was a kid and I didn't understand that as a white person <laughs> I'm living in a racist society. So I was like, yeah, this is just a dumb, fun kids movie. Um, so are you saying now... it's so okay when you're a kid to um, to be <laughs> racist, Kayla? Is that your first argument for this no. film? I said it was good when I was a kid because I didn't understand that I was racist. I wasn't saying it's good to be racist, but I was at that age where. <laughs> please keep going. Please keep going. <laughs> let's let's. Okay. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. I suppose the good things about this movie are that. Yep we can clearly see how racism is reflected through mainstream society, through mainstream media, <laughs> and how it begins with children's movies. Okay. Yep. So. <laughs> Please continue. I have so many good things to say about this I movie. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> it was short. <laughs> it did feel like the longest 80 minutes of my life. <laughs> when you compare that to Lord of the Rings. Which was not 80 minutes. Which was longer than 80 minutes. And felt shorter. Technically, though, it was longer. So technically okay, it okay. was a short film. Technically that's correct and that is that is factual and we love a true fact. Um, we love a true fact. We love a true fact. Um, I do want to go back on the fact that I said I was racist. <laughs> what I mean is I'm a white woman. Yes. And we've all grown up in a racist society where it's... True where our privilege uh, means that we can not be kind to other cultures. Yes. And this is an example of that. And at the time, I didn't know, so I thought it was a good movie when I was young. <laughs> That's not even a positive. <laughs> um, I also wrote Farts Are Funny. I did. I wanted to ask you about the farts. Okay. The, the uh, award-winning farts. Award-winning farts. I, of course, of course. Um, I loved, I loved it so much because I yeah. learned so much about myself. Okay. Okay. Um, do you know what I was happy about? What were you happy about? The fact that the director, um, the director of this, who was, who was the director again? Uh, Perry Andelin Blake. Yes, Perry Andelin Blake. Yes. Uh, never directed another film. So okay. we, uh, we got him out of the picture real quick. Well done, everybody. Um, <laughs> Dana Carvey yeah. wasn't really in any movies again until 2011. Mm, and what movie was he in in 2011, Kayla? <laughs> 
the uh, wonderful Oscar-winning Jack and Jill, <laughs> which I haven't seen, and I hate that I'm telling you this because uh, <laughs> I see the excitement in your eyes. I haven't seen it either, but it is already on the list. So, um, so fantastic! I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> God bless. Um, so look, we've we've killed two birds with one stone. Mm, mm. This movie has got a lot rid of a lot of um. Of shit, people. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like something that is interesting is I've seen Danny Carvey in other things. Mm. Like I've seen him do a bunch of like skits and things, and I yeah. I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. And then this movie happened, and I don't know what to feel anymore. I think it's just showing that Dana Carvey mm. is complex. Okay. It's it's letting us know that Dana Carvey is a funny comic yeah and he's racist okay maybe um i had a question for you please just while we're talking about the film as a whole before individual specific parts which i'm very excited to get into um i just wanted your opinion as a uh, on the record lover of this film Mm -hmm. um that's an attributable quote to you um stand by it there's a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a number of pop culture references in a movie. Now, normally the pop culture references, they give you an indication of like who is the audience for this kind of film, right? Mm-hmm. Like who mm-hmm. are they expecting is watching it, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to read a couple of the references I picked up on and then I want you to tell me who is the audience that would get all of those references and thus love this film. All right, so. I love it. Easy. I love a quiz. We love a quiz and we love a true fact. Anyway, uh, so I caught references for Shrek, mm-hmm. Madonna, the yes. horror film The Exorcist. Yes. Uh, the television program Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Scarface, <laughs> Jaws, and Forrest Gump. So, Kayla, who... Who's the person that's going to get and love all of those references? Who's the audience for this film? Okay, so the way you're looking at it is is I feel like you're looking at it as something that needs to happen right now. But for me, it's almost like a journey. Okay. We're going along on a journey. And so it could be one person. Let's name them, I don't know, Kayla Hamill. <laughs> now, Kayla Hamill... <laughs> At one stage in her life, yes, anonymous Kayla Hamill. Theoretical, we don't know theoretical, Kayla theoretical Kayla Hamill. Mm. At one stage, watched Shrek and really loved yeah. it. Yeah. So she's what eight years old. Okay. She she watches that part of the movie mm. and gets it. Then when she's a little bit older, mm. maybe fifteen, sixteen, she watches The Exorcist. Mm. That's when she watches that bit. Then she goes through, like, the Madonna phase at 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she just watches that little snippet okay. of the film. So what I'm saying is watch this film at different aspects of your life so that you can really connect with those okay. moments. I'm really glad you're that's not... that's how you should watch the film. Okay, I'm really glad you're not advocating for anyone to watch this movie more than once. No, um... no. Just just those moments, separate <laughs> just those them. separate... Separate little, little vignettes. <laughs> So that you can just get the reference and then you can move on with your life. Mm, mm. I think that's what this this movie should almost be sort of those affirmation cards where you where you wake up one day and you're like, hey, 
the sun is shining inside your soul. Mm. And you're like, whoa, I don't get it, but I get it. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Shrek's, Shrek's day one, the exorcist is day two. Don't watch Malcolm in the middle. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and then Madonna. You know what I mean? <laughs> just don't do it. That'll just walk. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> just don't do it. Just skip from Shrek to the exorcist <laughs> straight away. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe how great this show is. I love it. Um, mm. um, well, something I know you love to talk about is, yes. uh, we both love to talk about female characters. Love it. Um, I just, did you want to, uh, talk about Jennifer? Yeah. I think her character was just like a hardworking mum, And I don't know if you got this mm. because she just sounded really sleepy all the time mm. because she's broke like this and I was like oh my god they are portraying a hard working mother who's like a single mom or she's with some douchebag but she's sort of like she's a working mom mm, mm. um she is a working mom yeah I've got that was she a Did working mom she was a working mom mm. and we really got that because of the way she delivered most of her lines as if she were um right like just before she was going to go to bed yeah, I think I I loved that you could see the actress Jennifer Esposito dying inside with the delivery of every line. I I enjoyed that. I think that was um, method acting. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do think in the um, in the screenplay, everyone was written to hate pistachio. I, but nobody did. Mm. Oh my god! See, I, we're, we're now we're just having a discussion. Nobody hated pistachio disguising, and I don't know why. Why did Austin? Okay, you you did, love this film, Kate. I love this need film. Need I remind Sorry. you? Sorry, yes, you do need to remind me constantly. <laughs> um, do you know what's a positive? The fact that Jennifer Esposito, hmm. her name in the movie is Jennifer Baker. I really like how they did that, so that she could get into the character much quicker, and she hmm. wouldn't get confused if her name was Lily. Oh you know God. what I mean? Can you imagine Jennifer Esposito being on set, being like, "Fuck, what's my what's my mm. name again?" Well, you and know, not this, being able to, yeah. You know this about me is I'll refuse to act in any production unless I'm playing a character also called Katie. Exactly. You could maybe get me in for Kate. Yeah. But whew, you are you you're setting yourself up for a little bit of confusion there. Yeah, you're really skating on thin ice if we go for something like a a Caitlyn. You know what I mean? That's mm. that's that's skating on thin. That better be ice. good money. To play yeah. Caitlin, Jesus Christ. I reckon that's probably how they got Jennifer Esposito in, actually. Mm, probably. Like, you can't be you can't be Esposito, but you can be a baker. Mm. Who doesn't Jennifer want to be a baker? baker. Just a, what a lovely, um, very uh, safe name. Very wholesome name mm, for so... a wholesome gal mm, mm. with with nothing else. <laughs> but she's got a kid. She does. She yeah. She says yes to the job immediately. Mm. She does also, as is commented on quite frequently, apparently have a small tush. Yes, and that is a fact. Mm. Apparently. Did you want to say? According to him. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about the the butt stuff? I think they tend to be honest. I think they celebrate <laughs> tushes. They love them. Mm. Um. They love them a lot because they stare at them all the time. Yep, yep. Um, so that's a thing that we don't need to discuss. Are you? Don't know. 
Um, it's terrible, <laughs> terribly great. It's fantastic that they are constantly sexualizing females <laughs> because, hey, it's a kids' movie and a lot of kids' movies don't do that. So they're like, hey, this is the reality, mm. kids. You know what kids' movies need more of? <laughs> what? Sex. Sex. They need more kids' movies need more sex and sexualization of women. Yes. I've always said that. Yeah. I've always, You've always said, said that. Kids need to grow up quicker and start paying taxes and they need to see more sex in films. I've known you for years and I do believe that was the <laughs> second thing you ever said to me. It was a bit what weird. The, what was the first? <laughs> it was, was it my name? It I don't think just, it was my name. <laughs> it was just hi. And I was like, oh, cool, new person, nice to meet you. And then it was straight into there should be sex in children's films. They should pay taxes. It's a cherished memory. Oh, my God, nightmare. Um, <laughs> can I, um, <laughs> can I um, read this article that I <laughs> – this is called The Master of Disguise, mm. 13 and a half years of questions. Okay. All right. Do we have a, a byline? Who? Uh, so Jake Christie. Okay. Thank you, Jake. Um, it's, called, it's from popculturedeepdive.com. Love it. Um, We love a deep dive too. (laughs) We do love a deep dive. Um, Okay, so he goes, and this is this is I think this is the point I was making before. Apparently, after seeing the film, which was the Master of Disguise, I was satisfied. In fairness, I was only six years old, (laughs) so moving pictures across a screen were usually enough to satisfy me. Okay, which is basically what I saw when I first watched the movie. Yeah, you did quite, like last week when I said this film, you did get very excited. There was the childhood joy of like, oh, my God, I love this film. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like my adult gut mm. was like like clenched. I was like, hold on. We're not six anymore, Kayla. This <laughs> We're is actually the real... playing taxes now. <laughs> We're actually paying taxes. This is the real world, bitch. Mm. And so... After I was excited when you said we were going to watch this film, yeah, complete terror went yeah. through my body um, because I was so excited to to rewatch this film and see what I you thought. You sound excited. You sound really um, just full of enthusiasm. Um, but can I just say, so this this dude has said, I was only six years years old, so moving pictures across the screen were usually enough to satisfy me. Yep, fair yeah, enough. Great, accurate. Most kids, most kids like um, silly things, loud noises, and color. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was more confusing was my older brother, who was eight at the time, who should have known better. Mm. I think this—he's nailed it. Jake Christie mm. has said the age where you should stop watching this film. Okay, eight years old. Well, I'm a little bit older than eight, Kayla. If possible, before. Before. If possible, stop watching it at six. And if possible, don't watch it. Okay. Is what some people would say. Is that what you would say? Um, okay, so this you is know. just between you and okay, me, Katie. Yeah. All right, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Never watch this film ever again. Okay. I don't think you could pay me to watch this film again. Okay, so. Okay. Okay, so just between you and just me. Just between you. This film yeah. is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's real bad. Okay, so um, back into it. Mm. Um, there, there, it was funny, this film. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was Can it, I... Kayla? Did you laugh? Did you laugh at any point? Okay, I, I laughed uh-huh. 
I laughed like in the first 10 minutes and uh-huh. then this is how quickly the movie changed for me. It was like, oh yeah, okay, childhood, this is very silly. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> as soon as he said become another person, mm. legit, I was like, oh no. Yep. Oh no, this is this is why. Yeah. This is why this film should never have been are you, made. Are you referring to the uh, explicit and long extended brown face scene? Oh my god. Um so bad. Yeah. I don't I don't even want to stay in this place very long cuz I don't even feel like there's that much funny about just how horrible that was. Do you want to hear the one time? So I watch all of the movies with uh, my partner, Ollie, who I live with. Mm-hmm. He uh, suffers and enjoys them with me. Mm-hmm. He laughed once. Oh, my God. Can you guess what he laughed at? The fart. It wasn't the fart. Are I know. Kidding? Farts are funny, Ollie. It was the child yeah. skating fell into, a into a bush. Great. Yeah. Kids falling, kids falling over is very funny. That actually reminds me of um, something that I didn't write because I am clutching at straws here. What you, presumably you ran out of space as you were taking so many space. notes about how much you love this film, Kayla, because you love this film. I was writing so many, so many positive notes. I think this movie was appealing to a lot of styles of comedy. Kids falling over. Yep. <laughs> Farts. Hey, no, I've got two. Farts. Okay, kids farts, falling over. Farts, kids falling over. Two classics. Any more? Impressions. <laughs> okay, I feel like you've hit a wall. Uh, I just have a genuine question here. Yeah. So if, okay, so we say we buy into the wild, mystical lineage of the disguises mm-hmm. as these, like, incredible masters of disguise in that yeah. it's um, just wild montage yeah. of disguises through history. His dad is, like, the master of disguise and every time he's disguised as someone, they've got a celebrity or someone else to actually be in the film. P.S. Mm. Jessica Simpson is actually in this film and I don't know how they did that. Anyway, (laughs) she said yes to this movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, so that's the conceit, right? You're a master of disguise and he's so good at it that they actually had to get other actors to play those characters. And so I I just posit that maybe Pistachio is kind of bad at disguises because every disguise does look like Dana, Dana Harvey. Any thoughts? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I have so many thoughts that I would love to share with you. Presumably all positive. Pre- all presumably, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, again, mm. let's step outside that that world let's step outside the screen okay i've stepped i'm outside we're outside we're there we're there um let's let's go inside the brain of dana carvey i don't know if i want to i'm terrified as well but we're already there okay oops i've stumbled in do you trick me into here i don't want to be here (laughs) (laughs) hello it's me dana carvey's brain (laughs) um so (laughs) dana carvey Mm great impressionist that's what he's been known as that because he was on snl and he was like 
boom, that's, yeah. that's where he I moves. need everyone to know you did just put up quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> marks around great. Um, that was weird. That, I don't know what happened. That wasn't me. Um, now, maybe he was like, I'm going to challenge myself. In this okay. Film. Yep. And I'm going to try outdo myself with my impressions. Yeah. Did he, did he do it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but I think the lesson he learned there was like, it's worth a try. It's worth a shot. He, okay. Living is learning. <laughs> okay. Sure. You sound convinced. Are you uh, convinced? No, no. I'm not even, <laughs> sl- and I would really like to get out of uh, his brain now. Because there is a. Exploded. Good. Okay. Because there was a uh, there was a bush impression happening that I just didn't want to be near anymore. Um, it's a recurring nightmare for you. Yeah. Can we talk about the Turtle Club? Please. Please. Okay. I find the things. This movie was very dumb and very silly. True. Turtle Club. The thing is, what I love. Okay. The thing what I loved about this movie. Yes. Was the fact that the parts where it was like, okay, he's just doing an impression of a turtle. I feel safe. This is mm. fine. You felt safe when he I was felt... being a turtle? I yes. felt threatened. <laughs> <laughs> felt thre- I felt very threatened by the lip prosthetic. That, hey, it's worked well then. When they all looked into his shell and were like, where is he? I was like, oh, my God, he's got out. Is he under my bed? Like I, That's mixing genres right there, Katie. That's thriller and kids movie. <laughs> Are you arguing well for more horror in children's films as well? We need we need more horror. Did I say that? That's my that's probably the third thing. That I was said. the third thing that you said when we first met, yeah. <laughs> more sex, um, more horror. I I was brought back watching this movie, I was actually brought back to how much I used to quote this film. Oh wow, yep. Yeah. Um and it used I used to always say turtle turtle. Oh, wow. I used to always say like, Am I not turtly enough to be in the turtle club? Yes, yeah. Can you do um, it? Can you try and do your best impression of his impression of the turtle man? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Turtle, am I not turtly enough to be in the turtle club? <laughs> I, I, that hurt because it was good. <laughs> I hate, I hate that I did that. I hate that I did that to you and to myself. <laughs> And to whoever is listening. Oh, my God. We apologize profusely. Um, I used to I used to love the outtakes the, with the bubbles, the bubbles yep. man. Yeah. Um, I used to love Gammy Num Num and would always say, well, you're a tall glass of water and I just love moisture. I... I still think that is so funny and I don't know whether that's bad or not, Katie. Okay. I don't know how to take that. Um... <laughs> and that's genuine. This is probably the most genuine thing I've said today. So something that's interesting, you saying that now, yes. I'm finding that so much more funny than when I actually <laughs> watched it in the film. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But it was not in the movie. because <laughs> oh, like... Well, I think what this movie did for us is it allowed us to take the things that were good and okay about it, yeah. not fantastic because good was the level it reached briefly yes. um, in a moment um, or moments. Farts are funny. You know, that was a good <laughs> moment. Um, was it? Now, yes, it was. Farts are, that was a good gag. 
Okay. We knew it was coming, but it was... We did was, know. Positive, we didn't have to smell the fart. We just heard it. <laughs> um, so I think what this movie allowed us to do is take the stuff that we, we wanted and we needed yeah, yeah. and use it in our day-to-day lives. And it brings me so much joy because me and my sister used to always, mm. always say that line to each other yeah. when we'd be in the kitchen and we'd be pouring glasses of water and then we'd look at each other and be like, well, you're a tall glass of water. And that <laughs> to the, brings to me the joy. water or to each other? To each other, of course. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Mm. And to the tall glass of water. Obviously, actually, to the that I think about water. it. <laughs> um, and so it brought me a lot of wholesome joy. Okay. Um, I, I do genuinely believe that this film at some point in your life did bring you wholesome joy. I know. And that's that's that. That's the tough thing, isn't you it? You have Katie? to live with that. I have to live with that. And I will. I will bear that because I deserve to be punished for enjoying this film. Do you know what I will give you? I yes. did genuinely as a kid also really love Catwoman. Oh my God. So I'll, just to join you in this place. Yeah. But don't you think, isn't it, isn't that interesting how, I mean, it's not interesting. It's just <laughs> the way it is, but we honestly watch films in different ways at different totally. stages. Yeah. I remember when I was probably like, I know, 15 and horny. Mm. Well, still I'm horny, but when I was like <laughs> sort of getting to know my body and being like, oh, what, what's this? I was just like obsessed with people um, looking at people in movies and how they would look at others. I'd be like, are they attracted to each other? <laughs> Is that how some, you know what I mean? But now I can actually follow a story without, you know. Are you saying <laughs> when you were 15, you couldn't follow a story in a movie? You're just sitting there <laughs> watching people look at one another. Who cares about the dialogue? That's too much for 15-year-old Kayla. But do they like each other? I can tell just by the eyes. You can always tell by the eyes, Katie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, like, as kids, we were like, you know, for you, Catwoman, it was, wow, she's so powerful. She's a cat. I mean, to be fair, there Her were spine's cats. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? For me, for me, I was like, oh, this... Man is yelling and he's wearing a turtle costume. That's funny. Katie. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I've just looked at my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, underneath, uh, Jessica Simpson is in this film. <laughs> Great. And also underneath, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. <laughs> uh, actual notes. Um. I just, I wrote about the cherry pie costume, which like genuinely made me feel ill. Good. <laughs> Good. Good, Katie. Okay. That's exactly how they want you to feel. Is that repulsed by the protagonist? I think I read that somewhere in, I think it was actually in an article from New York Times, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dana Carvey's quoted as our aim um, in terms of the cherry oh, wait i'll just get it up oh please, um, please. I'm now. Mm. oh that's right so he said hey i'm definitely dana carvey and this is definitely the new york times yeah you can tell because that's how he that's how he speaks that's how life. they say it um yeah. and that's how the new york times uh reports oh yeah he said the cherry costume in case you were all wondering was designed to repulse the audience oh okay well that's in that it. case bye that's uh, what he said that's a success then it i was repulsed so we can hate. That's a positive, Katie. <laughs> and a positive's a positive. 
I feel like uh, I need to know what's your diamond in the rough. My diamond in the rough. As someone who, on the record, loves this film. On the record. On Did the I record. say that? Did I say that? Yeah, like quite okay. a few times, actually. Okay, can we confirm that it was my voice or is it just <laughs> auto-generated? <laughs> Have you been have you been recording my voice over time and you've collected all the words saying I love master of disguise. I love um, the master of disguise. That was terrifying and great. Um, diamond in the rough. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay, diamond in the rough, it ended. And I I fell asleep straight away because I was so exhausted from the trauma that we went through. Watching. You know, I know this is your week to defend the film and there's no way in hell I would ever willingly defend this film. And I love bad movies. Like I this is my jam. But this But there's bad movies and then there's movies where it's like cuz there's bad movies and it's like oh this is corny, this is not funny, but then there is like bad movies, this, yeah. you know what I mean? Ollie turned to me as we were watching and he's like, "I'm kind of sad that you burned this one so early." Oh my god, you've destroyed me. I you destroyed me, Katie. This is the last thing that 2020 needed. Anyway, what I was trying to say is I'm not defending the film at all, but there was one thing in it that I actually went, "Oh, that's competent." Yeah. And it was his impression of the guy from Jaws. Oh my god. Great. Like genuinely, that was actually pretty I mean, I love Jaws. It's one of my favorite movies. And I was like, "Oh, this is that's the guy from Jaws. Like, pretty good job, Dana. Yeah. Thank you, Dana. Thank you for that. And thank you for reminding me of um, the boat guy because I didn't know he was from Jaws. I just remember <laughs> as a kid, I was like, 20 kids go in the water, 22 come out. Have you that seen was wrong Jaws? Maths. That was wrong maths, but. <laughs> no, I loved it. Have you, have you seen? <laughs> Where did the kids come from? Um... <laughs> I have seen Jaws, I think, in. I don't know. I think Jaws is one of those ones that I've watched sporadically in, and I've watched vignettes, much like how people should watch Master of Disguises. <laughs> Remember when you're oh. when you're eight years old, watch the Shrek bit. <laughs> when you're fifteen, watch the Exorcism bit, Exorcist yeah. bit. Yeah. Then watch leave. the Madonna bit, and yeah. then leave it. Just leave it and run. <laughs> run, burn, run, burn, burn it, it if you can. <laughs> um. I spent ages trying to think of any tagline and I failed this week because I don't, I didn't think it was worthy of extra words or brain. Um, but as someone who loves it, I'm assuming that you have something. So the master of disguise. Yeah. Um, this is a direct <laughs> quote from Dana Carvey. Okay. Um, from that New York Times article? Or? From that. He says, so, cause you know that it, it was made in 2002. I do. Um, ma- the master of disguise. See you in 2011. <laughs> From Dana Carvey. Ah, oh, because of Jack and yeah. Okay, he was preparing that wasn't us. good. That didn't land. Um, a master of disguise. I'm not going to be seen in films for a while, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> is that better? Is that a bit clearer? I have come up with one. Oh my god, please. So just the master of disguise. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who would say that? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> In loving, do you know what it should be actually? In loving memory. In loving memory. 
the Master of Disguise in loving memory of Perry Andalyn Blake. And the Dana Master Cut. of Disguise, our deepest condolences. <laughs> With deepest sympathy. <laughs> Okay, great. The clue. <laughs> I'm very excited for this clue. I'm, I'm waiting with um, anticipation. Okay, so are you ready yeah. for me to ready. present the clue for next week's movie? Hit um, me in the face with that clue. Okay, it is, do you like jazz? I genuinely have no <gasps> idea what that is. Oh, my God. You don't know what nah, it is? Not a clue. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. It's not like B movie, is it? It is no! B movie. <laughs> I might need Ollie to come in and be my substitute host because I think oh he God. actually does love that movie. So. Ollie can join us. Ollie can join us and he can help you. Actually, no, this is your punishment. You did this to me. You did it to me this week. I'm I doing it to you. It. <laughs> Oh my god, so bad. Ah. <laughs> um, is that the end? Can this be the end? Oh yeah, you can be free. Oh god, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Well, that was <laughs> that was another episode of Actually I Loved It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow us on the medias. You can follow us on Twitter at AileyPod. So that's A-I-L-I pod. You can follow us on Instagram at actually I loved it. You can email us at actually I loved it at gmail.com. I'm emailing us right now. Oh my god, are you gonna write me a nasty worded letter? Oh, very strongly worded. I <laughs> very <laughs> very strongly worded. Did I say email. did I say nasty worded? A nasty worded email. That could that could be taken in different ways. You could be very cheeky with that. Ooh, real uh, nasty. Yeah, so chuck us chuck us your thoughts on the socials. Um, this movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Katie. Sorry, all Katie. Pre- I took your line. Gone. I took I took your line from you. <laughs> I, I'm just shocked to hear that coming from you, uh, an on the record lover of this film. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> Please be safe. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so do you know what I want to see? I want to see a spin-off of the <laughs> mum's journey through that movie. <laughs> hey, let me finish. Okay. Of the mum's journey through the movie uh-huh. of when she finds out yeah. that the caramel corn has been like, dr- she's been drugged through the caramel corn and like that moment she realises it because that could be a real psychological thriller. Okay, everyone, this is the last message, I swear. We just recorded a lot of things out of order and this is what happened. We would just like to say a huge thank you to Imogen Siegler for producing the wonderful audio that you heard for our episode. You can follow her on Spotify and listen and find more of her music there. Just type in Imogen Siegler, that's C-Y-G-L-E-R, and you'll be sure to find her. Bye.